Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pause Gods. Today, I have a guest with me who is a good friend of mine. She's a bad bitch. I love her very much. <laughs> Anyways, go. What, right. Who are you? So you I doing? am Charlene. Uh-huh. Um, right now, I'm an architecture student. Mm-hmm. And right now, right now, we're just sitting in my living room chit-chatting. I love it. It's the best. Your living room is honestly super comfortable. Mm, this you. couch <laughs> makes – I would um, – like, it doesn't look comfortable, but then once you lay on it, you're like, this is a good one to make babies on, for sure. <laughs> supportive. supportive. Your back won't hurt while you're getting fucked. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so tell us a little bit, or me, not us, because fuck them, just kidding, no, but tell everybody who um, is listening a little bit about you, your okay. story, because you have you kind of have a really interesting background, bitch. So I mean, go on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so yeah, I am an architecture student, and that makes up majority of my life. But mm-hmm. I guess in life, I've kind of spiced it up. So I started mm-hmm. an organization. Uh, That's right. Future Women in Architecture. <sighs> so I'm pushing that, and then mm-hmm. you know, just focusing on networking and pushing my career pushing the students other students Mm -hmm. and more importantly women did you like um when you started that did it did your focus were you just focusing on women or was it just kind of like something you were like oh this would be badass so where it started from was um I needed to find like a job I needed to find an internship and I sent out a that is right yeah about that I sent out a hundred resumes I got no feedback and like, lo and behold, you need a network. That's the yes. only way. So I figured, you know, I have the support with WIA, mm-hmm. the professional chapter in Houston. And so I got with them and said, hey, let's, you know, I'm looking to create an organization that, mm-hmm. you know, not only helps women, but network, network, network. So oh, that's awesome. That's you know, you know, what's really cool about like, not the fact that you only started that and she's fucking 22. That's awesome, too. But is that you like most people in your position would have normally, um, and like this whole thing, this whole podcast is about positivity. So one, the, the reason I asked you to do it, not also because I love our conversations, which is (laughs) the best, but because, um, when you told me that you started that organization, you were Mm -hmm. like, I just couldn't find a job. I couldn't find anybody that wanted to hire me. So I was like, fuck it. Let's start our own. Yep. You did not feel sorry for yourself. And you were like, okay, well, um, it must either be everyone or me. And if it's me, fuck it. I'm still going to do what I want. And that is the biggest bad bitch move I think that you can make. Like, especially as a college student, yeah. your time is so compressed and consumed into one yes. thing. And, like, I'm not a huge fan of college, but for those who are in it, like, if you utilize all your resources, that's what's super important. Like, yeah. you're paying thousands of fucking dollars every year. Get to the just, most out of it. That's Absolutely. what I'm saying. To not do something. Yeah. Like, you have... Like, okay, you paid to start a group. Like, what yeah. the fuck? That's it crazy. Out. It all worked out for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is awesome. So, like, what is your, uh, what's your goal with that in particular? With the organization? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, my goal is just to keep reaching out. So, like, through mm-hmm. events or workshops mm-hmm. that we put on, we meet other women. And so, it's just to build a network so that further down the line, you know, any students coming in, oh, yeah, we have... XYZ, you know, Mm -hmm. you have a a list of names that you can share and pass down. Mm -hmm. And that list of names, if you contact them, they have a list of names. And it's just simply building that network so that when someone new comes in, it's not just, okay, figure it all out on your own. Right. It's, it's here, we give you some guidance. Oh, that's so awesome. And what's so awesome is that like, I'm sure, I don't know if it was accidental, coincidental, or it was purposeful, but like starting that organization, you're offering resources that you really struggled to have. Yeah, right? exactly. So, like that's the whole point. Like I didn't have those resources. We mm-hmm. didn't have like, you know, meet professionals and they have little events and mm-hmm. whatnot, but it's not personalized and you can't really, you know, schedule it all the time. Right. So to have a group and almost like a student mentor who can then introduce you to a professional mentor mm-hmm direct access that's awesome and are you trying to get other chapters established what did so did you start like a raw chapter or is it like an extension of a different one that's kind of modified so it's a raw chapter Mm -hmm. but i mean there are other women organizations in universities Mm -hmm. but they're just now popping up it's not something that's established 
WIA, like a, the professional chapters are established, mm-hmm. but not the student WIA. I not see. The student so you're, you're pioneering this shit. Yes. Damn, bitch. <laughs> That's so awesome. Like, as we were talking about earlier, um, I also started, I started a sorority yeah. when I was in high school. And when that did happen, when I first started it, I um I was like, God, this is so much fucking work and it's not gonna be it shit. Is. It is so much work. It's so much work you invest and like you just there's a certain time where you're exhausted, you're drained, and it feels like you haven't profited. Because yes. it's like, what have I really done? Who have I really helped? Yeah, like but have it's I foundation. Yes, and then once you get past like all the fucking little shit, the yeah. like what are we, who we are, mission statements, yeah. history, bullshit like that, all the damn <laughs> <Yeah>. research. <laughs> And then once you start to really figure out, like, the structure of things, yeah. then it carries itself. Yes. That's so amazing. That is beautiful. We're actually so, like, because, like, the end of spring would be our one year, both semesters were in existence. It's Congratulations. like, yeah, but it's interesting because, you know, like, like you said, at mm-hmm. the beginning, it was just me. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of recruited a few people. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we're branching out to the point where I don't have to plan an entire workshop. We have a committee for that. And they, they kind of roll with it. So oh we, yeah, you are way more badass than I thought you were. <laughs> That's so awesome. The fact you're like this fucking low key, low key. Okay. This is like some CEO shit. No like <laughs> this, is, this is some CEO type shit right here. Like, I, I don't think that um, people, just as someone who's like, who, who skipped school and went straight into the professional setting, yeah. people love people who love people. Like, if you start something for, some, yeah. for somebody, like people who are business owners, it's very similar process, yeah. right? To get things started, anything, organizations, nonprofits, whatever, mm-hmm. businesses. So you having that, it will continue to grow on its own. Yeah. So it's like, that's your baby out there. And I'm just going to watch it. Yo, you dropped a load in a bitch <laughs> and you did. And you said, this is my child. Yeah, pretty That's much. So it's awesome. scary. Is it's it? scary because mm-hmm. like you want it to succeed. Mm-hmm. And so you do everything in your power to build that strong foundation and just mm-hmm. have everyone involved and, right. and you have interest in it. Mm-hmm. And eventually you will have to leave. So you just set it up. It's I, I understand how parents feel now when they, like, send right. their kids. It's like, you have done all that you can in those 18 years or right. two years. Right. Like, and, yeah. Long. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you're like, all right, like, I can't guide it forever. Mm-hmm. I have to let it go and let it kind of evolve on its own. Let it do its thing, you know? Yeah. That's, that's true. So when you were starting that, mm-hmm. I, there's always – doubts when you're starting stuff like that always doubts so when you were doing that and you were alone most of it and you're not you're not an insecure person no you're not you you have more confidence than and and your little five two frame (laughs) than fucking half the people on the planet so the when you were doing that did you ever like kind of question your ability or or feel like really overwhelmed or and if you did what did you do to like get through it yeah I mean so it was during summer, like I said, mm-hmm. didn't have an internship at the time, so right. I had a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. I never felt overwhelmed, but doubt, yes. Mm-hmm. Not that I couldn't do it. I, I knew I could, like, physically take out that time and energy and effort mm-hmm. to do the actions, mm-hmm. but the doubt of, will it succeed? Right. That's literally... And, I mean, the support of my friends and family, mm-hmm. like, honestly... My, my mom just, it oh, sounds so cheesy, but I mean, just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, should I email this person? What should I say? Those mm-hmm. li- those things will actually trigger more doubt in you than you'd expect because right. it's, it's like, okay, it's just sending an email, but you ask yourself when you're sending this, like, you're not really a president of anything quite yet. Mm-hmm. So you can't be like, oh yeah, I'm the founder of this thing right. that's just fluttering around mm-hmm. in air right now, mm-hmm. but you have to just go out and do it and for someone to support you like that or you know friends to tell you like no just keep going you've got this right that is so true the support like even if because they're not there with you all time yeah exactly so you're doing it you you solely are doing it but just the outside support of just like positive it gets you out of your head it gets you out of this oh no I can't I can't I can't going back and forth Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like 
asking that different opinion, getting a different perspective. Right. I don't know. It's nice. It's It kind of switches your mindset. That is true. And, you know, that's so awesome. I am – I'm not no fucking architect, but I am so happy that you started that because, yeah. like, for people who maybe aren't as um, – strong-willed or confident as you are because you are not like the rest of these bitches out here and but you offering this resource to people it it will possibly and probably will has already given other women the confidence to like yeah not not like be so meek or apologetic when they're asking for internships or like this gives them a foundation and support as well yes like that's so awesome and i mean i understand you know yes i am a confident person for the most part i can Mm -hmm. put myself out there and and do that. And what I, I had to do that to get the organization started. I had to reach out to these the WIA Houston professional chapter. Mm-hmm. And that that alone is scary. Mm-hmm. So like asking all these people for an internship, they're random people. And and just to put yourself out, I understand that's not like a, a common thing, you know. Right. People aren't walking around with that kind of confidence. Mm-hmm. So for them to have a resource and outlet that mm-hmm. kind of I mean what we focus on is no not just networking but giving you that confidence to network right so when we go to like happy hours you know with them Mm -hmm. or you know they have little events it's not only oh this is so and so this and so and so and you meet Mm -hmm. you encourage them to go out and get business cards right and being in a group it's easier okay you Mm -hmm. have the support of your friends you have the energy exactly exactly so it's not only teaching them it's not only offering them like Mm -hmm. here's here's the list of names and emails to contact it's teaching them how to reach out right that's you know i hope you run for office bitch because (laughs) i'm tired of you like this is you you have such from just like what you told me and also seeing mm-hmm. you because we actually used to work at a popsicle shop together and um oh gosh god popsicle days popsicle fucking days dude and you you've always had like a very keen sharp sense of leadership like very much what it takes very much like like well you're you're a well-rounded individual by many means you're but me too much. i am flirting honestly i love you <laughs> And he goes on character trait. Okay, it's fine. It's not a flaw. But um, yeah, like the, what would you say, like, for somebody who, because I feel like there are two different, let's say, type of leaders, especially like within us, like before you hit like, you know, your full adultinghood, yeah. Yeah. right? There are like, there are people who are just naturally like leading. And then yeah. there are people who maybe do have these good ideas and do have like, all the skills it takes, but just lack the confidence of it. Yeah. And I mean, you seem like that you kind of just have always had like that keen sense of leadership. It just comes. It just comes to you naturally, right? I don't know how I remember being in fifth grade and we had some sort of project assignment and the teacher assigned who was leaders. Mm -hmm. I was not assigned a leader, (laughs) but regardless, I still ran the damn thing. (laughs) And it wasn't because I was pushy or like, no, this is how I just, the way I went about it, I said, oh, you know what? That's a good idea. And if we combined it with so-and-so's idea, it would be great. And with that idea, we could do this. And it was just, I just let it, I Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to lead. And it's, it has worked against me sometimes Mm -hmm. where, where teachers, I've had a class where she was like, I'm not going to choose the leader. The leader will come on its own, which I really (laughs) liked, but I was like, that's me. Yes. Yeah, so. And I just knew that at that point, like I was going to, it was like a group project. Right. And I was just like, fuck. I'm, so it's, I, me. it's me. It's me. My name. Yeah. <laughs> my name is on this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. And for people who maybe don't have the confidence of to like just lead in general, but yeah. not like there are so many different types of leaders. Oh, right. Yeah. So I feel like there's leaders like in, in group settings and there's also people who can just have, can motivate themselves yes. and go out there and just like lead yeah. their own path. Yes. And do you feel like that you're both of those or do you feel like what? Um, I would say more lead my own path. Mm-hmm. Um, the only time I'm leading a group is uh, when my rebellious side comes out. Okay. And so I guess when Protest. I sent out those hundred resumes, oh, I was pissed. I wasted so much fucking time. <laughs> so much time. All these people, I got five responses. Mm-hmm. That's a 5% return. And 3% said we're not interested. Your ROI was shit. <laughs> yes. So it was like a fuck this shit out mm-hmm. of rebellion. No one should have to go through this. So right. like, 
yes, I lead myself. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And then there's the rebel cause. Right. I'm going to do this. And I got an internship actually through starting the organization. Mm -hmm. Yes, good things come. Good things come when you're doing shit that you want to do. Exactly. And the patience that you decide to have, you're like, okay, well, that's not working. Like you, you just went to your problem solving solution skills and you were just like, here we are. Yeah. Bam. And then guess what fucking happened, bitch? You got what you fucking wanted. Yeah. So, like, exactly. people bitch way too much. Like, yeah. and I'm always on here, I'm always talking about how um, when people, they, they, there's a lot of, I actually just had an interview today with a guy who owns a, a media marketing firm. Uh-huh. And he, uh, he talked a lot about how he felt like that millennials in general are super entitled. Oh, yeah. Not... And, you know, I added this in later, but I, I've said, I don't think that they're entitled because they, they were just born entitled mm-hmm. because nobody is. Yeah. But I think that they're entitled because the type of environment that our parents raised us in yes. are the, are, is the reasons that yeah. we are entitled. And so you, I feel mm-hmm. also, you always talk about your parents yeah. and about, you know, how awesome and stern, yes. and, but also loving and warm that they are. Yes. And so you are a product of that environment and you're not entitled at all. And yeah. you are very much like aware of what it, what fucking goes down. So, you know, did I feel like, like you were just born woke in a way, like you just came out of the bitch woke. And when, you know, when you're out here, t- tell me a little bit about like the things that you feel like you see in society or just maybe in your environment mm-hmm. that you feel like is really lacking like you know really what I'm really the the working together working together it's this okay. like you i mean we do have this like participation trophies yo fucking right? tell me i fucking hate them you I hate them. you didn't work as a team but you got mm-hmm. a trophy and so it's kind of like a, i got this Mm-hmm. And it's, you got this, not we got this. Mm-hmm. You got a participation trophy because, like, if the only way you get that trophy is if you participate. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the other team participates. It's not a team. Right. It's an I thing. I think it's a lot of me, 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 I, I, I. And we were just talking about it, for example, like, mm-hmm. someone who's, you know, only trying to get, like, this A, A+, plus, A+, oh, plus, right. and they just kind of step on everyone else just to make their way up and... It, you'd be surprised just working together you learn so much more and I think that's what we lack is mm-hmm. working together and do you think that's because like people in general just are really disconnected with empathy or do you think that's mostly a, a thing of like selfishness I don't know to or do be you think honest. they correspond I would say if I could pinpoint it I would think that it would be something to do with like we live in a society where um, it's really glorified to be a dickhead, like yes. to just be fucking rude all the yeah. time. And again, kindness is considered weak, but kind people can fucking stick up for yeah. themselves. Like it's they're a, not little bitches. It's a balance mm-hmm. because I'm a strong believer in don't worry about what other people think. Oh yeah, bitch. But then some people take that as I don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. Okay. And yes. it's that balance. It's this, you need to care about others, but not too much where it's like, oh, but everyone else is making it this great and I'm not, or everyone else has, you know, what right. X fill in the blank and I don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's that balance and the disconnect we have with the balance. Honestly, and like that's what you bring up about how um what the fuck what did you just say? Girl, I lost everything. <laughs> what did you just say? You said the balance between the balance. like um what it, what Charlene! I know, no, no, I'm thinking, <laughs> fuck, I'm thinking you said, no, it, it's the the balance between not caring about what okay. other people think. Yes, yes. And then caring too much. Yes, okay. I think that there's a huge, like like how you said, you're a big believer in how, of not giving a fuck what anyone yeah. thinks about you. Yeah. I am too. And I when I first started kind of um, trying to be more positive as a person, mm-hmm. I would try to make these like little lifestyle changes and that really helped me a lot. But the one thing I always really struggled with was when... I would be the the number one thing I always heard and, and read and researched about was just to not care what other people yeah. think of you. And that for me was so hard, not because I necessarily cared what other people thought of like my everyday life. Yeah. But also a bitch has anxiety. Yeah. So you automatically your thoughts spiral out of control about yeah. what other people are doing or about what other things could happen, whether yeah. or not it involves other people. All of the ifs. All of the ifs. And so 
Um, but one thing that I noticed, I had to had to find a clear distinction between not caring about what people think, but caring about how I affected people. Mm. But also, yeah. and like not caring about what people think, but like I care about what you think, but I don't give a fuck about your judgment. Yeah. I don't give a shit about your judgment. That's what it is, the judgment. Yeah. Don't yeah. care about the judgment, but... Do care about how you treat them. Yes, you should always care about, like, the way you make people feel. Yeah. Like, if you don't give a fuck, but you're being a fucking asshole, like, you give a fuck. Yeah, it's it's too much. It's too much. Like, there's, like you said, a balance of things. Yeah. And, you know, what are things that you feel like you do to try and help help yourself, like, find that balance? Find the balance? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I mean, for example, right, like, I'm walking into a restaurant or something. Mm -hmm. And there's someone walking, you know, behind me. And it's kind of like, I could just say, I don't give a fuck and just keep walking. Mm -hmm. Or, okay, I hold it for a little while longer. I wait a little longer and and hold it for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the balance of, okay, if I keep walking, they're going to be like, wow, what a bitch. That's Mm -hmm. that's what I think, right? (laughs) And then you say, no, 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 you know, I don't care what other people think. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. And you keep walking. Right. And, and that's great. Who cares if they think you're mean or you're nice if you keep walking? That's right. not what you need to focus on. But what you specifically are doing, treat them nicely. And the right. nicer thing to do is to wait. And you mm-hmm. don't wait because, oh, I don't want them to think I'm, uh, uh, you know, a rude person mm-hmm. or whatnot. You wait because it's just, it's just the, the nice right thing, thing to, do. to do. Right. That's and, what you care about. Oh, that's so true. My whole – I live by – a lot of different mottos in life, mm-hmm. but one thing that I oh that I try so hard to live by is that doing the right thing is always the right thing. Yes. And that sounds super stupid and cliche sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but at moments, doing the right yeah. thing doesn't always seem like that's the right yeah. thing to do because there's either a lot of tension and doing the right thing would cause more tension or, or it would cause some sort of disturbance in the peace yeah. or whatever, but... Who fucking gives a fuck? That's where you say you, I don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck and yep. you're going to do the right thing. Yep. Despite what other people are going to think about you in that moment. And I mean, I don't know if you experience this, but I know a lot of people do that when, um, when you're trying not to give a fuck about what people think about you, mm-hmm. I feel like those people that we kind of have in mind when we say like, well, I don't care, mm-hmm. you know, are people closest to us, Yes. whether that be our parents our friends, our spouses, our booze, yeah. our side bitches, whatever. <laughs> like, we we do a lot of things so that people we don't care about yeah. think of us a certain way. And living your life not caring about what other people think of you. I feel like, it, it one, it's super freeing. Yes. But it's also it's really lonely yeah. in a way, right? Like, have you ever experienced that before where, like, you have really had to – with those types of people I yeah. just mentioned, you know, and what are some examples of that? I mean, I think just in general, mm-hmm. oh, I just don't care. Last time I gave a fuck about what someone cared about me was in high school. Right. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think back then it was it's just a mental battle. Right? It's exhausting. I, I remember, okay, I still try, like, I catch myself sometimes where I'm like, I'm feeling really insecure. And then yeah. I start thinking about what other people might be thinking about my insecurity. Yeah. But in a way, when I, when I stop and I realize how narcissistic that is, yeah. like, wow, these people are really going to stop and think about me. Yes. Like, no, dude, you need to fucking relax. That, yeah, no, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's important. I've realized that too, where I'm like, oh my gosh, they're looking at me. They're probably thinking this and this. And, you know, you're walking, it's just walking through like a hallway right. or, or just in a crowd. And you're like, oh, all these people, they think this, they see me. And you're just like, mm, these people are definitely not pausing what's ever going on in their life yeah. to think about me, and this if they, random person. And if they are, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Fuck them and fuck their sorry ass <laughs> life. Like I, yeah. when people, oh my gosh, who is disturbing our intimate moment? My mother. Okay. And then, um. <laughs> Yeah, like, when people, it, it hurts. Okay, yeah. words hurt. I don't give a fuck who you are, right? Words do hurt you, especially if they're from people that you really care about. Yeah. But when people you don't know tell you something fucked up about who you are, don't take shit personally from yeah. someone who doesn't know you personally. Yeah, no, you know? I, I don't know. There's people that just disregard. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> they're so insignificant yeah. because not only did they take the time 
out of their fucking day yeah. to pause and go, I'm going to dedicate five minutes of my time to talking shit about this girl. Um, fuck you, yeah. you low life. Like, it's it's just such a loserly thing. When I have, like, occurrences like that or, like, mm-hmm. people, people, I, I had a, a, a teacher once in high school and he was just crazy, said the most absurd things. <laughs> but, and, and I mean, like, terrible things and mm-hmm. that would insult everyone mm-hmm. or just anyone who, who talks shit about you or doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. My phrase for that is... I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. And your insecurities are not my problem. And honestly, that's yeah. the difference between being confident and not being confident. Yeah. Because if someone's you know, talking shit about you, yeah. it's because they're unhappy. Ask yourself, oh, what are they unhappy about? Shit, something bitch. about you. Right. And, okay. and why does that trigger them? Because yeah. of something that has to do with them. Yeah. Not you. Exactly. No, no, one, no one pauses their life. To think about someone else, unless you really truly love them, in a right, right? But negatively, no. Mm-hmm. It's about them. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever they're attacking you for, it's not about you. Or projecting on, yeah. Right? People are too selfish for that. They're right. thinking about themselves. So whatever they're projecting on you, mm-hmm. that's their own problem. That's, that's their own insecurity, and mm-hmm. no worries. That is so true. Like, yeah. and okay, as someone who is really confident, you. Mm-hmm. Who are, what are the type of people that, like, you do try to, you try to stay away from and the people you try to surround yourself with? People I surround myself with. I don't know. People I surround myself with, I trust my instinct, my gut. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I trust gut. Like, with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't hang out every single weekend. (laughs) But we we bond really well. Mm -hmm. And and I just trust that friendship. But Mm -hmm. the people I tend to stay away from, I don't know. It's just, it's... It's the little things, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not ever gonna be something big, mm-hmm. and and if it is, then that's a drastic, you know, circumstance. But the people that you watch out for, it's the little things. How how they talk about others. Mm-hmm. What my parents always told me was, if they talk shit to you about someone, mm-hmm. they're talking shit about you to someone. That oh girl, so, I can reflect on moments where I've talked shit to someone, and I have definitely talked shit about that person I was talking shit to. Yes, like that is so true. If, if you're yeah, God, so people are such bitches. You gotta <laughs> yeah, it's it's the little things you gotta look out for, or when you're in need, mm-hmm. what's their response, if any? Oh girl, say fucking less yeah. on that in need shit. Hold on, we're gonna pause this really quickly. And we're gonna come back. One, yes. So, um, what were we talking about? The, no, in need. Yeah, in the, when in you're need. in need. Yes, in need. If they're not responding mm-hmm. when you're in need. Right. I, mean, I I can recall a Jurassic moment in my life where, like, I really needed somebody. But, like, I'll say mine, but you gotta say yours first. What do you mean? Like, a moment. Oh, God. A moment when I needed <laughs> Where, like, you were just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, like, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no. Uh, a moment. Oh, when my ex... Mm-hmm. He cheated on me when I found that out. Oh, and so I just, it was like 3 a.m. in the morning. I mm-hmm. called my mom. And mm-hmm. my mom and I, you know this, my mom right. and I are strong bond. Like, that's my mm-hmm. best friend. That's the moment in need. Like, mm-hmm. this woman, wake, she goes to bed at 9 p.m., wakes up <laughs> at 4 a.m., right, to feed the, the horses and the cows. That's right, they live on a farm. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, this woman woke up, like, an hour before her alarm. Mm-hmm. And, and just sat through it as I, as I talked, or even if you just need a little advice and it's, Mm -hmm. and you just reach out to someone. Right. I don't know. It's the little, it's the little things. Mm -hmm. It's really the little things. See, that's so awesome. I have, my dad is very much the same way. Like he, while my father and I have our, our major differences, we, he always, no matter what, if I need to talk about something and it's bothering me. Or even if it's not bothering me and I just mm-hmm. want to talk to him, he does he does not give a fuck what he has going on the next morning or in an hour. Yeah, he is like, no matter what it is, what time it is. Yeah. There have been most of the time where I've went to him and he has to be about four AM. <laughs> it's like three fifty two. And yeah. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> I yeah. gotta talk to you. And he's just like, Okay, bet. That's you know, that's really awesome. And there's never been a moment in your life where your parents have been absent or like not supported absent. you in something. 
I think the only moment was when I was in eighth grade. I got bullied a lot. Oh my god! And you so, poor beautiful soul. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I think it was more they didn't know what mm-hmm. to do. And I'm not a person who shares anything. Like you gotta right. like really, you know, drive me mm-hmm. to get it out. So I don't think I shared enough for them to understand. Mm-hmm. And I did feel like, oh, you know, they're not part of it. They don't care. Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. I think that was the only time. But for the most part, I mean, a lot of it, too, is they're just kind of like, okay, handle your shit now. Like, whatever, you know, you want to get involved in, by all means, but understand there are consequences. So, you know, like, they're not going to bail me out of jail. (laughs) And if they do, I owe them for that bail when I get out. It's kind of like that. Like, if okay, yeah, if I went to jail, they'd bail me out. And they would, like take it as a loan and probably charge me interest for it. Hey, that so, is some hardcore shit. Like yeah. you're, um, we were just talking about that actually about your yeah. living situation and how your yes. parents are, are you know, you. they're helping you out, yeah. but the way that they're helping you out is really showing you and, and making you value what it is that you do yeah. have. And I think that's so awesome. Like that is support. Yeah. And I think that kids, um, kids, people, whatever, they get so shitty and ungrateful yes. about all the things that their parents do for them. And also, but at the same time, they don't take it upon themselves to like really ask questions to go out of their way yeah. and be like, what's up? Like you said that you and your parents like budgeted everything out yes. to the fucking T. Yeah. And then that during that time, like th- that, you didn't say this, but that is showing you what that means to be an adult. Yes. Like truly an adult. Yeah. And the fact that your parents sat you down and did that with you. Yeah. Like there are, I feel like that there are so many ways that your parents in, in small ways instilled this like powerhouse confidence into you. Yes. And, you know, that's girl. really, so I'm going to, I'll tell you a little story. Oh my God, please. Um, so my mom is German and mm-hmm. we would take, you know, vacations there quite a bit to see family. Mm-hmm. And I love cherry pie, but like the German cherry pie, it's different from the American okay. cherry pie. Okay. But, um, so we were at, we were at the beach and there was this little cafe and they had this amazing looking cherry pie. And I asked my mom, you know, can, can I get it? And she said, yes, <laughs> but you have to ask for it. Uh-huh. And like, I was eight years old. And so when you're that age, you know, going up to other adults and saying, hi, I'd like to order. It, mm-hmm. it, it's not usual. It takes a lot of confidence for someone, you know, at eight years old to walk up and, you know, ask for these things. Mm-hmm. And, the other thing was, this was in a different language. It wasn't like English. Like, you just right. walk up and I knew what I was doing. And so, you know, I said, I, I, I don't even know how to say it. And so she, you know, pronounced it for me. We went over it. She handed me the money. She pretty much said, like, I've given you all the resources. <laughs> you got to do it, yeah, though. Just do it now, babe. And when I said, oh, no, but I'm, I'm nervous. I'm shy. She would say, how bad do you want it? Oh, that is some bad bitch shit right there to say. Yeah, and that's what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, you can apply it to the internship and reaching out. and Oh, no, that's nerve-wracking. That's nerve Mm -hmm. Well, how fucking bad do you want that job? Yes. Honestly, like, truly, it boils down to that. Like, every time, (laughs) I tell my friends all the time when they're like, oh, man, like, I didn't make the cut mm-hmm. or I didn't, I want, I'm not able to do that. I didn't get into the college. I wanted to, I'm like, yeah. okay, dude, you can still do it. Like just how bad do you want to do that? And then if they don't continue with it, you obviously don't want it that bad. Exactly. Like, and you know, that's like the cold, hard truth about it. Like that's the yeah. stern cold, hard truth about it. But also, I mean, you gotta be empathetic when it comes to yeah. people's certain, certain situations yeah. and whatnot. Right. Like, um, Oh shit. Speaking of empathetic in certain situations and wanting it bad. Share me. All Share of it. Me. There was this crazy fucking thing that happened huh. in my EDCU class. Okay. Um, like two weeks ago. And there's this woman in there who and that that class is super diverse in mm-hmm. ages and race and yeah. backgrounds, like and everything. It's the most diverse room I've ever been in. Because like there are there are like Four or five foreign exchange students from all over the world. Oh, Not wow. just from, like, the western part of the yeah. of the world, but, like, Russia and, like, Russian China. And you're just like, God, there's so much going on. There's a guy from Monterrey that's there. Oh, and then wow. there's, like, there's a guy from Chile. Like, there's so many different types of people. Okay, and then there's this one woman in there who is, I'm not going to say any names just for privacy mm-hmm. reasons, 
but she's a, she's not older, but she's older for going back to school, right? Uh-huh. She's probably in her late 20s, early 30s. Okay. She's fucking mad all the time. She's fucking angry, like pissed, pissed off, like smacks her gum angry, like 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 breathes angry. Oh like you're, I'm just like, girl, who fucking hurt you? And uh, so so what happened? So in that class, you yeah. have to submit all your work online. Uh-huh. And our professor in the very beginning of the year went over and was like, yo, you got to submit it like this. Did yeah. that for like two weeks, showed us how to submit shit. And I was like, oh, I guess a lot of people fuck up on this shit, uh-huh. huh? And so she was like, but you don't turn it in, not my problem, okay? And so she's very much that type of woman. Yeah. And these women are both like soldiers. Like my, my professor's this older black woman who yeah. like, she she has like tw- like 20 fucking different degrees and like two doctorates. Like she's crazy badass strapped with all these different degrees. And then this other, and she, like, and she's an older black woman, probably yeah. in her 70s. She was around during the hard times. Oh like, she had gosh. to work for shit. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, the type of equal rights that we experience now are, like, <laughs> nowhere near the quote-unquote yeah. equal rights that she had, right? And, um, so, and then this other woman is also a soldier. Like, she looks like she's, like, a product of, like, every fucked up thing that's happened, but she's still trying to get through it. Oh like she gosh. looks like that. She's just been through so much shit. And I'm just like, you know, whatever, let her be angry. Let her be angry. She's it's okay for her to be angry. So they're both fucking soldiers. So you get two soldiers. They're about to pop off on each yes, other. That's so a some, it was a fucked up thing. And, but so it's, it happened because we were doing like these mock interviews or we were mm-hmm. interviewing our peers or whatever. And she had created, she was a part of one group, okay? Before the class started, the professor called her over and was like, you know, you're missing these assignments. What's going on? She's like, oh, no, I turned them in. She was like, well, I don't have them. And she was like, well, and then they figured out that she didn't submit it correctly. Got it. And so professor's pretty hardcore. So she was like, that's it. Thanks. Have a good one. And she got super mad. Didn't say anything to the professor. Went and sat back down. And then it was time for them to go up. And she was like, okay, you're going to get up. She's like, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. And which, you know, that's a rebellious stance. So we were all kind of like, bitch, do you mean you're not going to fucking do it? Like, who says no to like doing a mock? Like, bitch, it's not even shit. And then she was like, I'm not in the emotional place for me to do that right now because you know what you did to my grade because I'm not tech savvy. You, you just, you're going to fail me. You're, you're deciding to fail me. She was like, you need to, you need to go up. Like, you need to go up and do this. She's like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing it. Like. You, you can't force me to do anything. And she was like, okay, well, you're going to get the same grade whether or not, whether you, if you don't do it, then to you not even being here. So how about that? And she was like, oh, so you're kicking me out? Oh, so you're kicking me out? And then like, they started screaming at each other. Oh my gosh. And then like, she started recording it and was like, I know what's happening. You are violating my rights. And I was just like, bitch. Yes. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? And this other girl in the back started recording. And I was just like, yo, this bitch is talking like this is a civil rights movement oh in this bitch. God. And what, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some child. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, um. anyway, so from that experience, I was, like, thinking about it. And I don't remember why I brought that up. Why did I bring up the story? The, we the two about? women, the soldiers <laughs> this, going. Yes, back yes, yes. But we yeah. were. But you said something, and I was like, "Oh, speaking of, what was it?" Okay, I'm just gonna tell you what I gathered from the story then, because I don't Got fucking it. remember what we were talking about. But um, which is that um, she said, "I'm not in the emotional place to do this right yeah. now." Yeah, and I was like. The fuck does that mean, the emotional place to do that right now? Yeah, no. It's, and sometimes you're just not, and you have you, to keep chucking. Yeah, like you one just... One foot in front exactly. of the other. And you have to keep chucking, but to to build on that a little bit more, like, with a from a place of empathy also, because, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what's going on in your life, right? Like, nobody... Here's the thing. Individuals might care about how you feel. The world at large does not nope. give up fuck about how you feel they don't give a fuck what happened to you in the morning they don't give a fuck about what happened to you on the bus on your way to work they don't give a fuck what happened to you when you were five years old yep nobody gives a fuck and it's the cold ugly hard truth that's true 
And that's what you have to like, you have to kind of think that way when people are, you know, when people are like, oh, no excuses. I don't think people really understand that like their excuse is an excuse. Yeah. Because to them, it's valid. To them, it's, it's the most valid thing that's happening. Which, that doesn't make it any less valid. It's still a fucking excuse as to why shit didn't get done. Exactly. But people respect so much individuals, bosses, whoever the fuck, when you can own up to your shit like, oh, yes, well, I didn't do it. No excuses. I didn't do it. Yeah. Why, and then, well, why? Oh, because of X, Y, and Z. Oh, well, why didn't you let me know? You know, and then they yes. become empathetic, right? So. No, my dad, he would always tell me, like, if I did something wrong, mm-hmm. he had this phrase, mm-hmm. you know, as a child, you think. When you say, I'm sorry, it fixes everything. My dad too, dude. Yeah. And so I would say, I'm sorry, you know, Mm -hmm. little me, I'm sorry for whatever I did. And he would say, I don't want to hear that you're sorry. Just don't let it happen again. Right. Don't be sorry, ho. Be careful. I mean, the ultimate truth is no one gives a shit about your excuse. So don't waste anyone's time by talking about it. And it's it. wasting someone's time. It's like, wasting your own time. If you're wasting your energy yeah. and you're also waste, wasting other people's time. They don't give a shit about your excuses. They don't no give a one shit. Cares. And you know, God, that's so true. And I kind of think the way, I guess the best example I can think of that I think of regularly when I think of that uh-huh. is relationships in general. Uh-huh. But mostly intimate relationships uh-huh. and like intimate friend, like intimate relationships, platonic or you know sexual, yeah. right? So when I hear it all the time from people, like people make excuses for their partners yeah. or for their friends about how they're being treated, yeah. and then if that goes into positivity, like you are the five people you surround yourself with or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, and I mean I don't think it's down to like a science or a formula, like how pe- people act yeah. like it is. But, I mean, there is validation and truth to you are a product of who you're around. And if you're the best of who you're around, bitch, you gotta go. You gotta go, yeah. go, bitch, because, (laughs) bitch, no, you're not trying to munch scraps, okay? So, um, but yeah, like, making excuses, not only for yourself, but also for other people, I think is just as poisonous. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, Mm -hmm. the people who you're sharing those excuses to, they don't give a shit. They know the truth. Right. And it's a cycle of you two just feeding excuses to each other. Yeah, no. But if you can stop and look at each other and be like, okay, I don't like what you did because of this. And I don't care about no fucking excuse. And I'm not going to make an excuse either for my shitty behavior. Mm -hmm. Like, so I told you about this story a few times, but I have never talked about it like on my podcast or anything, but when I was talking to you about the, the really fucked up relationship that I had mm-hmm. with that one girl. And if she is listening, bitch, I hope you listening good <laughs> because <laughs> man. Um, but so anyway, the relationship was at large. It was, we were really young too, to be yes. so in love. Like yeah. we were like 16, 17, 18 the, during a really big transition in our lives. And so, but one thing that I noticed, even from an early age that I wasn't able to quite like articulate it well uh-huh. or ever bring it up to her, which was that I was like, wow, you're always making excuses for why you can't treat me well. Mm-hmm. Like you can't treat me well because of whatever reason. Yeah. And, and that was multitude of reasons. And like, you know, being a little lesbian, like there are so many reasons. You just got to deal with it, that shit sometimes. Yeah. And one of them was always like, well, I'm not out yet. And I'm like, okay, understandable. And then two, like, well, I don't want people to think of me badly. And then the third one would be like, well, we just live so far away from each other. So I just don't have time to talk to you. Or like the fourth one being like, well, I don't know what you like. Cause you don't tell me like all these weird things. And I would just make excuses for her shitty behavior. Like, Oh, she loves me. She just is going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's just stressed at school. Oh, she's just fucking doing this. Or she's just fucking doing that. And, you know, oh my God. I like, mean, however real they may seem in the moment. Yes. And they always do. They always seem valid. Ooh, they always seem valid. And the yeah. dick is always good. Yeah. And the pussy's always wet. And shit is just like, feels so good in the yeah, moment. Yeah. But right? it... It takes you to take a lot of steps back. Oh my god, a lot that just came out of your mouth. Steps back. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to see. mm, Okay, that should have been addressed. Right, and you know, fuck, like excuses—they can be tied to every fucking aspect of life. Yeah, relationships, professional life, personal life—it does not matter. And you know. Making excuses for yourself also it delays the truth. Yes, the truth, and and you living in truth. That's what makes people happy. Yeah. Everyone, like, there are two 
common things that everyone says that I think is absolutely fucking garbage. The faking it till you make it shit. Uh-huh. And then the fucking, the truth is ugly or the truth hurts. <laughs> yeah. The truth stings. Yes. But that truth is so fucking sweet yes. once it's out. Once it's out and, like, you can fucking finally maneuver around something that has factual ground. Yep. Like, because if you always it. put it to the back of your mind, back of your mind, oh, it'll be fine, it'll work, blah, 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 whatever mm-hmm. the excuses mm-hmm. are, eventually you're going to face it. True. And then, like, you're not living in your yeah. truth. You so, know? I mean, face it. And like you said, work with it then. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's mm-hmm. there whether you like it or not. So you can either put it in the back of your mind or you can address it and right. then move around it. It's a part of your life already. That's so true. And you know, how you said putting it in the back of your mind, expanding on that thought a little bit, because like I, since I've been starting this interview, mm-hmm. these this interview based yeah. se- segment of this, I've really noticed that there are so many people and I've also, I've always kind of noticed, but I didn't really realize the depth or yeah. to the extent that People who are older, maybe 40s, 50s, 30s, whatever, it doesn't matter. They feel like they've put what they've wanted in the back of their mind for so long because they've made all these weird excuses and tried to follow this timeline that doesn't really exist. You know, go to school, yeah, go to college, you know, graduate, get a good job, get married, have kids, get a good stereotypical shit, the safe shit. Yeah. But that timeline doesn't exist. No. And the people that do have it, you're like, oh, wow. Like, it's so foreign. You're just like, oh, so that's what that looks like. And then that's what people are like, oh, I aspire to be that. Fuck no, baby doll. Like, you know. Everyone has their own path. Oh, no, I hate that single path. Mm -hmm. I just, I mean, I see it and Mm -hmm. it's nice, you know, in a movie. Mm -hmm. But... You don't know what goes behind scenes. You know, right. you don't know what's going on. And even if it, if it is super duper happy, someone else's happiness it does not mean you will be happy with that. That is so true. And like, you know, I used to really like look at that the, that type of timeline and be like, wow, these people are just living somewhere in the middle of mediocre. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. and I would just like get so bitter and angry like for them, yeah. like the injustice. But then I realized, like, not everyone's happiness looks the same. Yes. You know, and we really, that's another part about being empathetic and not making excuses is that, like, you are trying to mimic something that isn't for you. Yeah. And, like, you need to. I think that's a big thing. People, I mean, even I, I was like, okay, that looks nice. I want to go for that. And Mm -hmm. I tried to be this person. I was just, I, I made myself and I made this mold around myself that just was not me. Right. And it's so much harder to break out of it then. Mm-hmm. Because once you break out of it, okay, now you don't have that. But then you have to figure out who the fuck you are. Which is, oh, girl, that hurts. Yeah. It's so, it hurts. Like, God. But that journey is great. The journey's beautiful. God, I God. love the journey. I mean, I, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I I love to be in those uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. where you feel like rock bottom. Because rock bottom means when you break that mold, that's rock bottom. That's, that's right. And the yes. only way you can go is up. And it feels so damn good because you'll get used to breaking out of the shell. Life is all about figuring out who you are. Mm-hmm. And you're not one person. Mm-hmm. You are multiple people. You're not mm-hmm. who you were, you know, a month ago, a year ago, right. or yesterday. Think You're evolving slowly. So you're not going to find you yes. ever. You finding you is you. Yeah. The, you, I don't, I, I don't no, know exactly. That makes like, sense. you're not discovering this person that you are yeah. already. You're making this person. Exactly. You're, you're creating this person. And and, and there's no pressure to it. Yes. Like, like a lot of, we do feel that pressure because we want to, like, make it quick and make it yeah. fast. But yeah, no, you're completely right. Like, like you evolve slowly and mm-hmm. things happen slowly and you are different from fucking any anybody and everything and be that's why being yourself is so incredibly important yes like and getting comfortable with breaking that mold yes because every time you do you think all right here we go i'm gonna i'm gonna find out new things about me i'm finding myself and you you just test your bad bitch levels and like like you're just taking (laughs) you're taking your vials you're like oh bad bitch levels over here that's really good over here maybe not so great over here okay cool how do i fix this yeah that's what I love so much about life in general. Yes. Is it like the people, adventure, the adventure of it. But like, I've noticed this with people who have never hit rock bottom and they're like well into their adulthood. They're fucking unhappy. Yes. They're, they're normally unhappy because you know, you've never had to like really test yourself, get outside your comfort or anything like that. You weren't in that raw mental state. No, of like survival. Yes. Just like, I got to do it must be done. And then once you do that, all the pressure 
all the weird shit that surrounds these decisions that you've been wanting to make, you don't have any options anymore. Yeah. Like, that is it. You're just doing what it fucking takes, and you cannot care. You're in overdrive, you know? Yeah. Ooh, it's it, it's like addictive it. almost. Oh, I love that shit. I love that thrill. Oh my god! You hit rock bottom and you're just like, fuck yeah, greatness is on the way. Yo, that's the, the guy that I was interviewing today. He said he was like, I love being so anxious and uncomfortable because I know that once I get past this moment, if I own it, then. I've evolved as yeah. a person. And I'm like, yo, that is, that's just King's speech right there because like, <laughs> no, it is. It is. Like, I it mean, it is. Mm. I love the breaking of the mold, the hitting yes. rock bottom. Yes. Cause you know, I mean, my comfort zone is my, when I'm in my so-called comfort zone, mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable. I get antsy. Mm-hmm. So stepping out of my comfort zone right. has become the comfort zone because I'm like, yes, I'm I'm on the verge. I'm mm-hmm. growing. I'm going to mm-hmm. evolve. Just like your friend said, like yes, being in that uncomfortable will become the comfort like the comfort zone. Yes, absolutely. There is no such thing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. of being comfortable. No. You're just what's the what's content. That? You're not, I don't even say that, girl. Like, because content is a sense of like relief and happiness right but like when you're comfortable I feel like that's just settling you're just like you're, you're just you're you're static yeah. you're stagnant nothing is going on and things are just existing yeah once things get to that point and those things you're part of like yeah. you're just a thing existing yeah you're just in that like yeah. you're just a frozen image yep and fuck that yep. shit bitch I'd rather cry every day yeah, than to never feel something right? I I mean there are certain times it's easier to settle, settle with a person, settle mm-hmm. in a certain place or with a certain situation. Right. It's easy to settle, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. you're going to be unhappy eventually. Oh, for sure. It's just not now. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be unhappy eventually, yeah. but it's just not now. And you know, for me personally, I've ne- I was always somebody who who lived for the short term, mm-hmm. I was always like, okay, well, this is going to make me happy right now. Yeah. Oh, this is going to, you know, help me do this. And I did that. Oh girl, I did that a lot with food when I was younger and I got really <laughs> fat shit, but you know, I've had to really train myself and develop these different, I guess, coping mechanisms mm-hmm. and different mannerisms that made me want and long for like the best result in the long term. Yeah. Which is, for me, it almost takes the pressure off, like, the short term, because I'm not worried about what's happening in the moment. I'm worried about what I'm – not – because I don't know if that's right. I'm worried about what I'm doing so that the future me will feel better. Yeah. Because I hate – I fucking hate, like, leaving shit for future me. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to do that. Future her got shit to do, and yes. we're out here. Yeah. Like, you know? So when you're consistently, like, per- trying to give your future self a better life, I think that's when people really start to become happy. Yeah, no, right? I think so. Because you're investing in yourself. Yes, you are. Like, oh, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> you're, you're investing in yourself. Like, yeah, that, you know, yeah, whatever you're doing in the moment, it makes you happy. But, I mean, humans are selfish beings. And it feels damn good to know that you are investing in yourself. It does. It feels so good. And, yeah. like, you know, speaking of selfishness... There are two different types, I feel. There's, like, selfishness where you're just egotistical. Yeah. And there's selfish to be selfless. Yeah. Right? And there's a huge difference, bitch. Whoa. Yeah, for sure. Yo, ego is, like, ego at times can be very healthy. I think so. I think it's a health. It 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 can be. It gives you some confidence when you need it. Yes. And, like, it's that one bitch. It's like, bitch, go. Yeah. Like, it pokes (laughs) your back, bitch. It's time. Like, she's unapologetic, you know? And, and, and you need that you in do. certain situations. Right. But for her to always be by your side, she's no. a toxic friend. Yeah. Right? Yes. No, that's not it. But, um, hold on. I'm going to start a new one. But yeah, no. Ego is, um, egotism in general, I think that it's an awful thing for you to be, mm-hmm. but it's not an awful thing for you to experience. Yes. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. No, to be it mm-hmm. is wrong. That's oh, when it, sure. it's taking over. Mm-hmm. But, but. To use it and ha- see the value mm-hmm. in it. That's right. important. For sure. And then, um, oh, 
I keep losing my fucking train of thought, dude. Like this whole day, I was so just the been selfish, like, the selfishness, and the yes, self, yes. Yeah, so being, and then there, that selfish with egotism, and yeah. then self, selfishness to be selfless. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really where people fuck up because, and you know, we all fuck up, right? I'm talking yeah. like I really know. This but is the teamwork side. This is the, the teamwork balance. side. The balance. This is the. The you're doing something that nobody understands Mm -hmm. and you might have to say no to someone who's really in need of your time or who maybe is relying on you, but you're, you put yourself first, right? It's like putting yourself first in situations that you know that will create a future dynamic or situation that you can then give back to. Yeah. Like in your full capability. Exactly. Like you're not, okay, you might want to be a philanthropist, right? But when you're broke as fuck, you're not going to spend your whole paycheck on a charity, bitch. Yeah. You need to build that wealth so exactly. that you can give. You're being selfless to then yeah. give, right? And what's it called? I think that people really, they feel that selfishness is a, it's not, I personally, I think it's an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people think it's a characteristic thing. Oh, interesting. I think it's mostly like a, a tra- traumatic thing. Like, it, it, that's happened yes. because your emotions are so fucking bundled up and that's a product. I don't really believe it to be... It's just part of you. A part of something. And you don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't have a choice in the matter. Um, fuck yeah. no, it's called self-control, bitch, heard of it, look it up. Yeah. Like, no, fuck that. Like, when, um... And, and speaking of that, when people are like, oh, it's a part of me. When people label their bad behavior as, oh, I was raised this way, or this yeah. is how I grew up, or this, this, and that... Okay, bitch. Well, if that's your excuse, you ooh, you know it's wrong. You know so it's wrong. So you're not doing anything about it. Yeah. So you're just gonna chill. That's the that. accepting it. The stagnant. The sta- Yes. The stagnant. Thing you're just like eh, same. It thing. is what it is. Same thing with jealousy and relationships. Yeah. Like jealousy and relationships, and then also selfishness. I feel like that those things are so extremely toxic. It yeah. literally poisons your blood. Yes. Like that creates so much tension. And when people go, well, I'm just a jealous person. I'm like, okay, well then I guess I'm just not going to talk to you. Yeah. It's like, fuck you and fuck your just shit. Yeah. Let me go, I'm just, uh-uh. I'm not about it. <laughs> not at all. Okay. But just to wrap everything up. Yes. What do you feel that there are, what, what three things mm-hmm. would you recommend someone who is so not confident that they're like huddled up in a ball in the corner crying so every day confident. listening to like emo songs oh gosh i mean i've been there <laughs> as we all good people have yeah what is three simple things three simple things get your ass up one foot in front of the other that's right. my first thing okay just get that's up. my first thing because you, I don't want to say, do this, do that, work out. Right. You know? <laughs> no, I hate working out. And I know everyone's like, it makes you so happy. I feel like throwing up afterward, that does not make me happy. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, I think find a hobby. Okay. Finding a hobby when I was at my lowest was good because it's mm-hmm. like I would write poetry mm-hmm. and I thought my poetry was shit. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is. Mm-hmm. But it gives you this fuck it sense. I'm doing it. I'm writing yes. it. I'm writing it. Or I would watercolor. I'm not the best at watercoloring. Right, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? And it, mm-hmm. and it gives you that little bit of confidence. So, like, it's like, oh, I'm not I'm not good at that. Yeah, but you like watercoloring. It's fun. It's fun. So go out there. Go, you know, go network. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're worried. You're not the confident mm-hmm. person. Get yourself up, one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And then go out there. Right. And just go for it. I mean, that's, that's easier said than done. I'm sure I sound annoying. Just go for it. Mm-mm. But, I mean, my three things is get up. Mm-hmm. One foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. However however that is for you, just do it. And then find a hobby. Find something that makes you, you happy. Mm-hmm. And you will learn so much about yourself. Oh, it's just, so beautiful. Just working on something that you like. Yes. Even if it's sitting outside looking at the clouds pass by. Honestly. You will learn so much about mm-hmm. yourself. My third thing to get confidence. I don't know. Or just to stay positive. Just like to, I mean, I'll give you I'll give you what my mom always told okay, me. Okay. Like I you, love it. When you get you know, you get pushed down or whatever, mm-hmm. she would say, pick yourself up. Wipe your hands, wipe your knees, adjust your crown because you're a queen, oh. and move on. Your, Keep pushing. Your mom is a fucking queen. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. No, Coco Chanel said uh-huh. that. She was like, bitch, cry, yeah. have your feelings. Yeah, do Once it Once you're all. done, fix your mascara, 
put on some lipstick and get the fuck out there. Yeah. Oh, bitch. I want. Okay, bitches, bitches. Listen, <laughs> one, up. listen up. Once you gather this confidence, yeah. once you start to feel it flowing through your bones, that quote you will live by. It will be tattooed on your bones yes. because. Oh God! Find an object. Find an right. object. Buy buy a lipstick. Cheap ass lipstick. Right. I'm talking like five dollar lipstick anywhere. Or right? if you're a fucking dyke lesbian, buy some chapstick. Yes. Right. Carry it in your purse, and every time you don't feel confident, whip that shit out and be like, "This is the lipstick I'm putting on." You don't have to put it on, but just it's your little reminder. Like, fuck no. That you is keep going for the lipstick. Yeah. Oh, the lipstick. Yo, I'm gonna make some fucking merch, y'all. <laughs> some lipstick. Yeah. Merch. Yeah. Yes. You just carry it. You, and it reminds you, okay, yeah, you're feeling down. Everyone has felt down. What the difference was, was others, you know, secluded back in their cave. Mm-hmm. And the confident women put their fucking lipstick on, put on their heels, and just kept Yes. Going. And if you're a dude, you put on that metaphorical suit. Yeah. And you uh, put on that chapstick and you had a great day. Or yeah. lipstick. I don't know. Your life. It does, yeah. It's all good. Whatever. Whatever that may be. You put it on and you continue. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you for oh, having me. Of course, love you. I'm gonna have you back, please. Okay, goodbye, everybody. I hope you have a very positive day, night, fucking morning, whatever, and be nice to your parents. Bye. <laughs>